Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Panini, Upper Deck, Tops, Heritage Auctions, Huckington Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Today's episode is outtakes from Hobby Hotline from last Saturday. I actually wasn't on Hobby Hotline in November because I had a conflict. I missed it, but uh, this was my time to be on in December. I was on with Drew Herndon of Let Me Get That Potograph and Mike from Junk Wax Hero, not Junk Wax Heroes, but Junk, Junk Wax Hero. And so we had uh, many commenters, questioners, listeners, viewers, because it's done on StreamYards, available on YouTube and on the BenchClear Media Network, but it's also released as a podcast. And after it's released as a podcast, sometimes I'll take some of the excerpts or comments in the podcast that I think that's interesting. I could re-record it or try to improve it, or I could just edit it from what's there and make it a shorter segment. Uh, I always encourage you to not just listen to Hobby Hotline, but, but listen to it when it comes out, when it's live. And then you can ask your own questions and help shape what the episode is dealing with and make it relevant to you and to what's going on. This outtake started out talking about the recent deal that ComC and eBay made and then finished up with lamenting the problem with non-quarterbacks not getting uh, enough respect. Although I think that's changing, but the huge bucks generally are going to the quarterbacks. Anyway, a good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And here it is. E coming to an agreement with ComC. They're going to be working even further with ComC, a pretty big partnership. I don't think we know what the partnership means, except that eBay is investing in ComC. I think we'll wait and see. We do know that eBay is not taking over. Happy for Tim and the employees over at ComC. The language suggests that Tim is still in control. It's going to be business as usual, except they're getting a boost from this relationship that's going to be financial plus. I'm very excited about it. eBay and ComC are the two main places where I sell cards. The Philly Show announced that eBay was going to be a sponsor. I think that means ComC is the sponsor too. So I think ComC could be the hobby-facing aspect of eBay. I see it very positively. So are fees going to go up for sellers? I hope not. And the reason I hope not is just the language in the press release. Is that right. From the ComC aspect, they're trying to use this investment, I believe, to drive down the costs and increase their volume. So yeah. they wouldn't necessarily have to raise their prices. There's going to be additional economies of scale, I think. And some of the things they're working on, if they can ID the cards and get them in and store them and all the things that cost, they're automating like crazy. That's what I'm reading in the announcement. And that's what I'm hoping for. When you raise prices too much, it invites other competitors. Now, eBay is a behemoth and ComC is in a sense within the hobby, but I think their formula is working as indicated by eBay being interested in being a quote unquote partner. And if they did raise prices, when they talk about reforming social security for retiring people, they usually like to grandfather in the people that are already there and not mess with that. But the new people coming on pay the higher fees. If that happens, if new submissions are more expensive or storage, then people that are already there may be grandfathered in. So that's advantage to the former people. So I'm hoping this investment is going to strengthen ComC to be able to provide the service without raising prices. It would be great if we could get rid of that verification code every time you try to log into ComC on the web. I hate that. Yeah, It's so bad. Maybe that's coming from eBay, though. 
in the sense yeah. that they're saying, if we're going to invest in this, we want to be doubly sure there's not going to be any funny business with people getting in on other people's accounts. Because this happened about the same time. I hate it, Mike. I agree. But it, they know that people hate it. And it could be mandated by eBay. It's prominent in the PR release or the notifications that they really believe and other manufacturers have believed in ComC's ability to distribute and fulfill tangible product. And so yeah. they're a go-to source of choice for you know, shipping out cards. They had big problems a year and a half ago. They got way behind. Now I think they're caught up. They've really staffed up. And now that's in place. They're a good place. But eBay, when they do their authentication program, when you're shipping it somewhere, again, ComC is a trusted place that has their act together now on shipping and receiving and fulfilling and distributing at scale too. Yes. And like you said, they did really do a good job of catching up. Brian Gray came out on social media and basically stated that it hasn't been announced yet, but it's going to be announced soon that the top quarterbacks from next year's class, Caleb, Bo, and Phoenix, all of them have already agreed in principle or have already signed a contract with tops. So yet again, Next year, there will be no licensed autographs. This would also stop companies like Wildcard and the third-party companies that get these guys in a little bit early from getting any autographs of them as well. There's a lot of impact you've seen this year with the quarterbacks not having autographs in the NFL market, at least what it's done with boxes. What do you think about this move by Fanatics? What do we expect? It's the way they do business. They're very aggressive. In fact, I see it as fanatics more than tops. I think fanatics can throw a package at these uh, rising quarterbacks. Uh, they might not all hit, but we don't know which ones could be big stars. They all could be, or you just don't know. But they're gambling on bringing them into their ecosystem, which doesn't just include tops. I think it includes the memorabilia, jerseys, all kinds of stuff, anything Fanatics wants to do that's related to them. I think it's maybe going to be a little bit more like Upper Deck. When Eppard picked up Michael Jordan, they pretty much controlled Michael Jordan into the organized hobby. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, same thing until now, maybe not so much. Yeah. Tiger Woods, Wayne Gretzky, nothing gets out that's not through them. And I'm afraid that's what Fanatics is doing. The playbook has been established, and it's a quarterback-centric hobby in the football world anyway. So it's not unexpected. I don't know how many zeros are there or whether it's participatory, whether they get a lump sum or they get a cut out of some of these things. I think Fanatics can get very creative and put together a package that nobody else can. Can't fault Fanatics for paying them more for exclusivity. If it's an offer they can't refuse, they will sign. And yeah. Fanatics has the relationships with these athletes. They have the most money. They want to have this kind of enterprise product where these athletes are promoting all of their products and they can throw beyond card money at them. I don't fault Fanatics at all for doing it. Like you said, Dr. B, it's what they do and why wouldn't they want to do it? Fanatics is taking over the football hobby here in a couple of years. Tops is going to be in control of the football market. The football market has suffered tremendously from what we've seen this year and now next year is going to be one of the bigger and better draft classes in a long time and if those names are already off the board and i'm assuming some other names might go off the board as well if they're already making these deals 
what's the NFL market going to look like? And when Fanatics gets it, great, you've got these guys, but they're not rookies anymore. You're not utilizing them that well, the ones you have this year, at least, outside of a couple of little releases and Ginter, things like that. You're not utilizing the autographs at all in unlicensed stuff this year. So do you want to take over a hobby that's got two years struggling so bad? They're knocking this football hobby heavily down with this stuff and next year especially because like i said it's a really strong class there may maybe more to the story drew basically when exclusives were created over the decades they usually yeah. were time limited or they were restricted in some way that uh, you got a window uh, brian gray wasn't signing athletes and celebrities to lifetime contracts i don't right. think but fanatics can do that it could be products and services like I said, the upper deck model of a deeper relationship. And so it's not just a problem for Panini or the major manufacturers, but the second tier of manufacturers. So that's why Brian's sensitive to that because the way exclusives are done now is a game changer. I've seen what it's done to the football market this year. And I, I just am afraid if one of the best draft classes in a long time ends up with the same issues, the same problems, unless he says tops will have NFL by the summer. I I don't know about that. If that were to happen, I think you'd see some people probably come out right away and probably try and postpone that and push that back as far as possible. I think it's going to be a little harder than you think, but what do you think Dr. B do you think they have them by the summer? Basically they're signing these players to exclusive arrangements, they can do stuff with them. Now, a broader thing with NFL or the players and stuff like that remains to be seen, but don't put it past them. They're in the business of making money. I think they want to serve the hobby, but they want to sell stuff. And so they've got to produce it. And if there's an opening in terms of the contractual arrangements, they're going to exploit it. And so are they going to do something this coming summer? I, I bet they're going to try to, and it won't be illegal. They're going to do something they believe is defensible. Keating puts up a comment. The football market is dead because the only position collectible are QBs. One out of 22 positions being collectible is not a sustainable model. You can't make a profit off of the other positions. Running backs aren't making any money. Wide receivers aren't making any money. It's only the quarterbacks. It is very much a quarterback-driven league or a one-position-driven market compared to any other sport. But the byproduct of having some of these exclusive guys and having some of this stuff not have autographs, you're seeing a lot of people collect a lot of the other players this year that aren't quarterbacks. That's the stuff that's going for the most. So the Bijan Robinsons, the Pukas, the, the running backs, the wide receivers. You've started to see people go after them a little bit more. Randy Moss's market, for example, is heated up quite a bit. But it is mostly a quarterback-driven league. Absolutely. They lead the parade, but there is a parade. People right. don't only just collect quarterbacks, but the speculation and the big bucks are going to the quarterbacks. To me, that's a subset of the overall hobby. It's an important subset. It gets a lot of the headlines. There are a lot of people collecting uh, players that are not quarterbacks. They're just not paying. In fact, it makes them look like a bargain, maybe. That's usually after they've been well-established, maybe on their way to the Hall of Fame, like Travis Kelsey. People are spending good money on him, but they're not prospecting him. No, absolutely not. The man in 